Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week we are doing an advice episode. So if you guys ever want to get involved with these sort of episodes, make sure you follow our Instagram. It's at According To. And we post on our story when we're doing these. Yeah, I really love doing these episodes. So hopefully you guys enjoy them as well. And before we get started, we're going to do our weekly spotlights. And I think we'll just probably jump right in because I don't think we have too much else to catch you guys up on. Yeah, I don't think so either. Okay, my weekly spotlight is actually just, like, today that we're recording this. It's been a really, like, one of the best days I've had in a while just because I feel like winter break has been very repetitive, monotonous, and, like, we haven't really done anything. And today, like, the only thing that really made it different was, like, we had Maggie come over and we were planning stuff, but it's, like, we haven't been doing anything with each other except for, like, doing videos and getting together to record. So it was nice to, like, get together plan some things which like we did a really good job planning stuff like I don't know the last time we've ever planned as much as we have and like felt good about the videos as much as we did today and it felt like super organized and that made me feel like less anxious going into the next semester and then we also went to Jester Park which is like 20 minutes from where we live and we got to walk around it was cold I will say like yeah when we were leaving I was like oh it's kind of nice out actually like not too bad and then we got there it was like freezing so I don't know what that was about but we got actually some good pictures I just posted on Instagram and they have like buffalo there there's some elk and then there's like some trails and stuff yeah we didn't do like too much but I really just wanted to go and see some animals so mission accomplished for me um my weekly spotlight is that I finished reading a book she's already one out of three done for the year Mm -hmm. I started reading another one as well so I read the second one you're reading uh and then there were none it's another Agatha Christie one you think you'll just kind of stick with those? I don't know. Because, like, I liked the first book, but, like, there's so many characters it's really kind of hard to orient, like, each of their alibis and all mm-hmm. this stuff. I think the one I'm reading now is a little bit different because it's not, like, so much a whodunit, I don't think, anyways. I'm only, like, four chapters in, but, yeah. I feel like you guys should let me know if any of you have, like, e-readers. I feel like that could be something that Sierra would like or, like, just down the path maybe it'll be, like, a good gift idea. Yeah um so if you have that like let me know and maybe it could be a good gift idea for me to suggest to someone else to give you or for me to give you yeah i could see our birthday's coming up in eight months (laughs) just a short eight months prepare we usually actually don't get each other anything for our birthday don't we maybe i don't know i think it depends on the birthday sometimes we'll be like we'll get each other something and sometimes it's just no it's usually like if one of us gets someone something like the other will get something too like we don't make it uneven yeah okay do you want to go first I don't have anything pulled up yet, but I quickly can find one. All right, so we're going to be keeping all these anonymous just as we always do because I feel like that's just the Safer easiest thing. Sorry. So, um, hope this isn't too heavy, lol. 2021 has been rough already. My granddad passed away from COVID last week, and around the same day, we were plunged into a full lockdown again in the UK. I'm completely exhausted from all the restrictions and COVID-related stress from the past year, and I feel like I'm going insane. My friends live a distance away to see them would be risking or would risk being stopped by police, and potentially find as well as I've heard that happening to other people. 
Um, on top of this, I have university exams for the next two weeks, and I'm struggling to concentrate with everything that's going on. What's your advice on getting through this period? First of all, I want to say that I'm very sorry that you lost your grandpa, um, because that is a lot to go through, especially with exams coming up. Um, and this is also hard because, to be honest, the U.S. hasn't ever been anywhere, like, this strict of a lockdown that you're describing, you know? Mm -hmm. It's always been, like, oh, like, some places are closed sometimes, or don't go places, but as far as I know, we've been much more lenient, so I'm trying to, like, place myself in this situation. I feel like right now, you're clearly limited on what you can physically be doing, so it seems like we need to figure out what can help you, like, emotionally and mentally Mm -hmm. get you through these next couple weeks, especially. I would definitely, like, hesitate to, like, go see other people just because I don't know if it's worth getting fined over. I would see if you could FaceTime people. Like, I think that's a, not, like, perfect replacement for going to see someone, but I think it's a good, you know, thing to do instead. And maybe, like, doing some meditation, like, mindfulness while, like, I feel like it'll help you stay present, but also, like, I feel like when you meditate, you have, like, your own thoughts in your head, but if you're also, like, focused on like I like to listen to stuff if I'm like meditating or trying to relax so it'll like just tell me what to think about or to focus on your breath and relaxing and like it won't make you like start thinking a bunch of thoughts or like you kind of like use that as like okay go back to your breath then if it's getting too crazy Mm -hmm. stuff like that um I don't do that often but I do think that like I mostly do that when I'm like sometimes doing yoga and at the end we'll have you do like that little meditation bit at the end and I always like doing that Yeah, I also think that it's very important for you to be aware that you're going through a difficult time right now, and obviously, like, you probably want to do well on your exams, but just, like, give yourself some grace and realize that this is a very difficult time, and so if you feel like you're studying and you need to take a break, like, do that and listen to your mind and, you know, and whatever family, if you're staying with family right now, um, really try and, like, spend time with them, be around them. I'm always a huge family board game person or, like, family game night kind of person, mm-hmm. um, so that could be something fun to do and just, like, take your mind off Or if you live stuff. with roommates, you can do something with them, too. But, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have, like, you know, this is what you need to do because it's just really a really multifaceted issue, uh, but we hope you can get through it and we wish you luck. Okay. Here's the next thing. So, this person needs advice on... So they said, since I was always, or since I was little, I've always had my guard up. I hardly ever tell people I'm closest to that I love them or hug people very often because it just makes me uncomfortable. I'm also the kind of person who everyone knows is friendly, but I never get close enough to people I like to go to parties with them or be best friends. I feel like it's causing me to be very cautious about everything I do around everyone and very anxious. So I guess my main question is, um, if you were in my shoes, what would you do to let your guard down? I feel like I am in your shoes. I feel like this (laughs) is us and especially like, I can't tell. Honestly, sometimes I'm like, this is me, but good thing I have a twin because, like, that's my one thing. Or if I'm like, maybe if we weren't twins, like, that mm-hmm. wouldn't even be the thing, you know? Do you know what I'm saying? I guess I don't know what you mean I'm kind of saying. Like, I feel like by being, like, having our guard up. Yeah. Like, I feel like in some ways being twins is, like, the root of what limited us, especially when we were younger. I don't feel so much like that now, but I feel like it still is part of, like, who we are of just, like, you know, having small friend groups, small circles. Or just, like, and just you never being... had, like, a need to find, like, another friend. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not saying this to be, like, you know, sometimes I feel like when we say that, people are like, well, I know twins, and, like, they had separate friends. And I get that, but I'm just saying, like, everyone else who's a, not necessarily, like, even an only child, but, like, you have siblings, but you, like, go to school on your own. Like, you're still kind of on your own, and so you have to make friends in order to, like, have friends. Mm-hmm. And we were always like, we have each other, so, like, we didn't have to make friends to have friends. So... I feel like that was limiting yeah. when we were younger. 
So, what could she do to help her get out of this? I think, and this is me, like, also talking to myself here for a second, I think that you need to take things less seriously than you think they are because you're probably, like, putting so much pressure into, like, I have to, like, make this friendship perfect. Like, they have to, like, really like me Mm -hmm. and, you know, I have to put my best foot forward with, like, everyone that I want to be friends with. And I feel like thinking so much about that is putting too much pressure. And so you're like, I just am not going to do anything because I don't want to be, like, like, not perfect. You have the mindset of, like, I might mess up or I might do something that someone doesn't like. And I feel like what you really need to do is focus on being your truest self, which I know is easier said than done. But that's when you're going to attract people that you're actually going to, like, have. Like, if you're putting up a a facade to really kind of, like, potentially be friends with anyone and everyone, what if those aren't, like, your people? And Mm -hmm. you need to really, like, show who you are as a person. And honestly, like, the whole, at the beginning when you're saying, like, you don't necessarily tell people you love them or give them hugs because, like, you're not comfortable. Like, that's honestly okay. Yeah, I I think that there's just people that are like that. Me, um, probably included. Like, show your love in a different way then, if that's something that you can do. But try and just, like be yourself around people and if people like who you are then they're going to kind of like you're, you'll feel that and like then you'll be able to hopefully reach out to them I'm not good with like what the next step thing is is like okay so how do we like continue this friendship you know yeah but maybe that's like a starting point I feel like don't just put on a facade of this is who I want to attract because in my head like that's who I want to be friends with but then that's not who your who your genuine friends will be yeah <laughs> Okay, next uh, question. Someone said, did you guys and Maggie ever have a year where you, f- where you fell out or didn't talk as much? My cousins and I have always been very close our entire lives. However, lately I feel as though I have been the one calling and reaching out. They rarely call me anymore and I'm worried we're, and I'm worried we're drifting apart, but I don't want to force a friendship. Um, We never had a year of drifting apart because, I mean, I feel like if anything, it was when we went off to college and like Maggie was still in high school. We still communicated, obviously, but I we didn't like see each other as much. I can resonate more to this, not so much, like, with cousins, but just, like, our own friendships. Yeah. You know? Um, because, like, when we went off to college, like, many people, you just, like, don't see people as much when you're away for so long. And so, I feel like sometimes there's, like, our group of friends that, like, we went to gymnastics with, and it's, like, I always consider that group of people, like, really good friends of mine, but, like, we don't talk as much as we used to. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of just natural. And I don't really see that as, like, anyone doing anything wrong. It's just, if you don't maintain that stuff on, like, the daily basis, a daily basis, <laughs> then <clears throat> they're just, like, going to start withering away. And, like, I feel like we could pick back up, but it's, like, no one's really putting in the effort anymore. So it's just, like, anyone could probably, like, reach out and, like, no one would think anything of it. So maybe you're overthinking, like, a fallout when mm-hmm. nothing actually happened. And it could just be, like, no one's tending the fire of your, yeah. like, friendship. Maybe what you could do, because, like, you said you're cousins, and so I feel like you probably, like, had, you know, many years where you've hung out and, like, had things that you liked to do together, so if you find something like, hey, let's, like, go do this again, where it's something that you've all done in the past, because then people, like, the people that you're talking to would be like, oh, like, yeah, I loved doing that, you know, when we did that however long ago, so, like, let's do it again, and I mean, you're family, so I just feel like that alone is enough to, like, you can reach out to them, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not gonna annoy them, because you're cousins, like, that's how I feel. Okay, so advice on having a healthy relationship with family. They said that they're back home since quarantining and after living with friends for two years. My mom always wants me to sit in her, sit with her in the living room. I think that just means, like, wants to hang out with her mm-hmm. in the living room. That's hard, um, is. And she takes it personally when I want to do my own thing. I started to stand my ground and um, do my own thing regardless. I felt bad that I didn't want to sit with her all the time. Would you feel bad or is it her problem? 
what was the dynamic for you guys when living at home? Did your mom or dad make you feel like you had to keep them guys company? Or had to keep <laughs> them company? Um, I think that we can actually relate to this. Um, so our mom and dad have, like, different dy- dynamics with us when we're at home. I think at our mom's house, it's always been, like, everyone's doing their own thing. Like, maybe we meet up in the living room, but then, like, I'm going to go to my room. And that's kind of how it's always been. At our dad's house, it's very different. It's always, like, we are always all downstairs, like, in the kitchen or, like, or in the living room floor. or something. And maybe not always, like, together doing the same thing or, like, watching TV. Like, sometimes our dad is in our computer room. Sometimes someone will be sitting on the island. Maybe someone else is sitting on the couch. But, like, our dad prefers when yeah. we're on the main floor. And, and like, I honestly, yell at us that stems from just, like, I think when we were younger, being, like, having divorced parents, we saw him less often. So it's always been, like, kind of known that, like, when we're at our dad's house, like, we're hanging out with him because we didn't see him as often. Obviously, that's different now because we choose to be, choose to be at his house for most of the time, but, like, that has still remained where it's, like, I was upstairs a few days ago and he was, like, um, in his room kind of, like, walking past my room downstairs and Megan was already downstairs and he's, like, you gonna come downstairs like, we're on watch a movie or something? And I was, like, I'll be down in a second just because I always know, like, there's no way I'm gonna stay in my room for, like, more than, like, a half hour or something. Yeah, and you always have, like, we always have, like, our time at night where, like, we're able to stay up longer, at least, like, right now on our break and so our dad will go to bed and we'll just, like, that's when we can have, like, our alone time again. Yeah. Obviously, if you have, like, a job the next day or something, like, that's not always going to apply. Um, and luckily, like, our dad is a pretty independent person. Like, let's say pandemic's not going on. If we were to be here or visit or something, like, our dad has a bunch of friends. So he, and he works a lot. So really, like, there's never a burden on us really to, like, keep him company. Mm-hmm. Um, the pandemic, it's been a little different just because, like, ideally we like to hang out because there's not much else to do. Um, but our dad doesn't ever, like, push it on us to, like, make us do anything we don't want to, and he never makes us feel, like, bad about it. And our mom, like, she's remarried, and, like, she, even, like, when you're at her house, like, she's not, like, alone. And so, obviously, like, that's a different situation than, I think, what she's dealing with. And so, I feel like it's not your fault, but it's also, like, she may genuinely be feeling, like, lonely or, like, you know, she wants to be hanging mm-hmm. out with her daughter. I do wonder, you can finish your thought, but then I, I just kind of, okay, go. Um, I don't like what exactly, like, you want to do in your alone time, and, like, I understand if it's, like, you literally want to be alone, then, like, that's not something I can help you with, but if you're looking for more of a compromise, maybe, like, when I'm doing my alone time, I, like, have my AirPods in, and I go on YouTube, or, like, maybe I'm, like, coming up with some video ideas, just, like, on my computer is kind of what I tend to be doing, or, like, I'm doing a crossword, or I'm on my phone. Uh, that's, like, what I tend to do when I'm, like, in my room. And so, maybe if your mom just, like, wants to literally, like, hang out with you and, like, be in the same room, she's doing her thing, maybe watching TV, but you could bring your phone, your laptop, whatever downstairs, and, like, still put AirPods in and kind of, like, be in your own space, but, like, you're with her, and so I think that's kind of what I do sometimes. I like that idea. Otherwise, like, you know, try some new hobbies together, see if you can kind of, like, spice up something so you, like, if you feel like you do want to hang out with your mom more and have some more fun with it. Or you could have, like, organized quality time together, so if you have, like, we'd like to do unlock games or something like that with our mom, you could say, like, we're going to do this for a couple hours, this is our hangout time, and then after that, you're like, I'm gonna go to my room now. Yeah, and that's honestly, like, it's been good. I feel like that kind of pertains to, like, during this pandemic, we've mostly been staying with our dad, but, like, we still obviously like to go hang out with our mom, too, and so we really like doing those unlock games together, so we'll, like, have plans to go, you know, we'll hang out at her house for a while, like, let's go do those unlock games, and that's been super fun. Um, we also, like, got our nails done, um, together, which, like, me and Sierra, our nails are actually, like, long enough to have that yeah, done, you guys. we're doing so. it. I feel like every, like, new year I start <laughs> with them long, so we're keeping it, though. We're keeping it. Yes. So that was fun, too. Okay, this next one, it's long, so. I think it's my turn to read. Oh, <laughs> it is. You're right. Okay, so someone said, I've been talking to this guy for three months. Uh, I can't express how happy he makes me. I've never felt better with someone before. I really just like this guy, you know? He likes me, too. 
He called me his girl. We talk on the phone a lot. We play games like Among Us together all the time. I really enjoy talking to him and he likes talking to me. Sadly, he lives in Washington State, which is 3,200 kilometers away from me. I live in Toronto. He told me that he's trying not to get too attached to me because realistically nothing can happen between us since he lives on the other side of the continent. I'd honestly be fine with doing long distance because I really like this guy, but he doesn't seem to be, or he doesn't seem too keen on it. I'm happy that he likes me, but sadly he doesn't see a future together. Not sure what to do. Is it okay to be flirty with him? I'm also planning to move to the USA for university. Um, I feel like it's One, really- make sure you're not getting catfished. Yeah. But I feel like we live in a day and age where it's like- it's I agree, pretty, I agree, but- Like, this stuff isn't as there, you know? as it used to be, but yes, safety first. I feel like, you know, he seems apparently pretty firm on at least, like, where he's coming from, and, like, I just think kind of, like, it's okay to flirt, but, like, just tread carefully or you're gonna, like, have your heart broken even more. I you feel like, I mean? one, I think it's, like, fine that you're coming to the U.S. for university and stuff, but I wouldn't pin, like, oh, because I'm guessing that's two years away. Like, don't say, like, I'll be coming to, like, the U.S. in two years, and, like, I can go to school in Washington like, State. Like, this is too much. Unknown. And, like, don't pin on that. all of that on being in a relationship with him. Or even, like, you can't use that as a reason to say, like, this is why we can be together now. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you can talk to him about it, but he'll be probably, like, pretty firm in what he's comfortable with or not and like you might be good with long distance but if you're if only one out of the two are then it just probably isn't going to go anywhere um and I know that's upsetting but like I just think you know continuing what's not going to happen in the end might just make it harder to eventually stop like you're prolonging the inevitable like I agree with Megan again I'm rooting for you girl like I really am I if you have like this guy that you think is perfect and you'd want to pursue that like I get why you want to do that um and but if you, you obviously know him and like how you've t- like what you've been communicating better than we do but I just can only imagine like I have to assume that he's not interested in doing long distance and I don't feel like you eventually coming to the U.S. and who knows where that would be is the answer yeah I don't think so either especially since it's like two years from now and assuming he doesn't change his stance like you wouldn't have even been dating during those two years you'd be what talking for two years um, I, like, wouldn't say to, like, Maybe, cut like, him off. Yeah, but like, pursue, like, a friendship. Yeah. And you could always, like, see what happens. But don't I agree on with anything. That. Okay. This one's long, so bear with me. Okay. So I said, hello, it started off, I said that myself, and it said, this is kind of long, please bear with me. <laughs> My boyfriend and I were living in our apartment in Arizona, and our lease was coming to a close, so our original plan was just to renew it, but very unexpectedly, my boyfriend's parents told us that they were moving to North Carolina. They invited us to go with them and told us they would cover all of the expenses for us to get there and that they would renovate the basement into an apartment for us. Okay. My boyfriend is very close with his parents, so he jumped at the idea. I was hesitant but went along with it because we had been wanting to move to that side of the country anyway. My boyfriend and I made the trip to North Carolina a month after his parents did. We were literally on the road when we got a phone call from his dad saying that he no longer wanted to renovate the basement and that he wanted to buy a second house as an investment property and he would rent it out to us. Fast forward, we've been in North Carolina for well over a month. We have looked at numerous houses, and his dad is being unnecessarily picky. Neither of us have jobs at the moment either because we were looking at houses much closer. I kind of don't get this part. We are looking at houses much closer to the college, and we don't want to be those employees that leave under in under three months. So I don't really know what that means. I don't know either. Needless to say, my boyfriend and I are not happy and are ultimately regretting leaving Arizona so soon. We left our life of stability, our friends, my family, our jobs, and a really good vet for our 14 exotic pets. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, we went from being independent adults to completely relying on our parents again. They're letting us live here rent-free with no jobs. They're paying 
our car payments for us, and ultimately we've been feeling really stuck and can't find a way out of this predicament. We feel like his dad isn't hearing us at all, and we have no voice in any of this. Our lives are literally on hold, and we're both falling into a really deep depression, and we can't find, like, we can't find a way out. We really don't know what to do. What would you, or would you guys happen to have any advice for us? Um, I mean, to me, it sounds like if you really want to take hold of your life again, you're going to have to just, like, rent something like on you'll your have own. to, I agree. I think that if you want the, if it seems like his dad is nowhere It sounds like he's going to rent it to you anyways. All. So, you're going to pay something to him anyways. And I feel like in a perfect world, he would have, like, bought a house because he wants to and you guys need to rent a place and he would have renters in his house, which is obviously, like, what you want as someone, when you're investing into a property. But I feel like, you know, you have to be careful with that, too, like, with how much you want to be involved with, like, your family and stuff like that. Because um, odds are, if you wanted to get an investment property and, like, buy a house, like, he'll find renters elsewhere. So if you were to rent somewhere else, I feel like that shouldn't, like, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't and can't be banking on you guys alone to make his investment property worth it. So if you want to take hold of the situation again and, like, be in control, then you should look for rent renting somewhere on your own. Mm-hmm. And then it also just, like, allows your, I guess, like, father-in-law, for lack of a better term, it allows him to still invest in a rental property without, like, having you guys, like, looming over his shoulder being like, when are we going to be able to move in? Yeah. So I just feel like separate yourselves a little bit. And I honestly think that's the only thing you can do to, like, say we are just going to go and be adults over here. Yeah. And also as far as, like, um, leaving your jobs and stuff and wanting to find work, I mean, I've I'm kind of, like, not sure how much is, like, pandemic-related and, like, having a hard time finding work or if you just, like, don't know where you're going to be at. So, that's, like, dictating where you want to work, but it seems like that's still something you could pursue at this point in time if you want to, um, and that would help you kind of, like, start gaining your source of income back, and again, like, that makes it easier to look at renting and making sure you're, like, doing your car payments yeah. and stuff. And I will say, it's nice that, um, nice that his parents that. are, like not making you guys pay and, like, paying for your car payments, like, that's nice. So, I don't think, like, your parent and parents-in-law, what is the Yeah, like, it's her boyfriend's parents. That's just, like, what I'm calling them. But I don't think, like, they're necessarily to blame. I just think that this has been, like, not quite the cut-and-dry situation they're hoping for. You know, his, your boyfriend's parents aren't doing anything wrong because, like, it's their money. They get to choose what they want to do with their property. It kind of sucks that you, like, were already on your way, kind of assuming what the situation you were getting yourself into is going to be. But I feel like you were also okay when he, like, decided to change that and it's just not going as fast as you want it to. Yeah. And, and also you said you wanted to move over there anyway. Yeah, so just, so like, build the life that you want to, like, you envision for yourself and, and do it on your own. Might be on, a, like, a rocky start, but can definitely go up from here. Um, and I think that, like, kind of re-talk or, like, I think this is when it becomes, like, a huge mental thing to start just, like, focusing on the good of the situation. You're on the other side of the country. You said you wanted to eventually do that anyways. Um, so I feel like start there and start to, like, think, we'll get a place to live, like, that's eventually going to happen, and hopefully, like, the root of your stress will start going away. Alright, next one. I broke up with this guy because he isn't a great person, I need to focus on myself, but I still get jealous when I see him with other girls and definitely still think about him. How would you guys deal with it? I think you need to either block him, mute him, unfriend him, unadd him, anything. I think that... If you can't... Out of sight, out of mind. It works. Um, I think a lot of times people like to kind of play, like, I'm the bigger person by... Mute them. You could not... still do, play that card and mute them and they have no idea. Yeah. I just am, like... It's just... It really is, like, as easy as out of sight, out of mind. Because, like, if you literally just see what they're doing, who they're with all the time, 
like that's gonna hurt every single time that happens and so yeah that's I have no issue with doing that and it really helps I think and it kind of sucks because like you in a way you kind of want to keep knowing like what they're doing what they're up to yeah but it's just like gonna keep reopening the wound that's already there and the longer you go without seeing him or caring about him then you can be like oh like it's fine I'm fine mm-hmm. okay so this person's a senior in high school and they're trying to figure out if they should live on campus in a dorm for freshman year of college or stay home the college is going to be 30 minutes from their house so they could just commute, but I feel like it would be worth it to stay on campus for the social aspect. I know you guys lived in a dorm for freshman year, so do you think it would be worth it to do that and try to meet new people, or should I just save money and commute? I think we'll have an interesting perspective on this. I will say my overall advice would be to live in the dorm just because I hear so many commuter students say that they wish they would have if they had the opportunity. Yeah. I or think like, it comes down to, like, what's, like, the, like, how financially do you need to stay at home? Like, how much would it help you out? If it's just, like, oh, like, I just want to save a little bit of money, like, then I'll stay at home. Or is it just, like, I really cannot afford to live in the dorms, so I'm going to stay at home? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's going to dictate it more than anything. Like, if you truly can't afford to live in the dorm, probably stay at home. If you can't afford to live in the dorm, I would live in the dorm. Yeah. As much as I hated it. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, like, we say that and, like, at the same time kind of hated it. Like, me and Sierra didn't, like, go meet all of our, like, college besties by living in the dorm. So, like, that's – I'm not – I don't want to say, like, go live in the dorm and, like, all of your problems Promise all your friends are going to, like, come running your way because you could live in the dorm and guess what? Maybe you end up, like, the NCR or other college students that just, like, you don't find your people. Um, and I don't want to say that in terms of, like, you know, that makes it not worth it because I feel like... The other reason that, I think it would help is nothing. because if you, like, are driving to campus and then, like, classes are over, you go back home, at least if you're staying on a dorm, you're still in around everyone else. What did I say? On a dorm. If you're staying in a dorm, you're still around everyone else and so if you meet people in your classes then you can say, like, oh, like, I'm still on campus. Yeah. Like, we can hang out after class. Or, like, a lot of class. times, too, people will mention, like, if you're a commuter student, like, you're going in to, like, you're going on campus to be there all day long, and then you are going home. And then, like, everything that people are doing, like, for extracurriculars or other activities, you're either going to have to do so much more driving, or you're missing out on, like, hanging out with those people who are usually going to be doing stuff after class and mm-hmm. during the weekends, you know? So maybe if you had, like, it would honestly, like, kind of be a hack if you have friends that are going to the college and you just know you'll be able to, like, hang out with them, stay with them, maybe if you, like, want to on some weekends, but also, like, if they had a roommate, like, that could be overbearing, so I'm not saying do that all the time, but then you could, like, live at home, but also, like, live on campus when you wanted to. That would be a hack. <laughs> um, I would probably live at the dorm. That would be my two cents. I really liked being able to go to class and then go back to my dorm mm-hmm. between classes and stuff like that. Um, it's just nice. You kind of get, like, the more, like, you feel like a college student and you're on your own, and I think it helps build independence, too. Yep. Alright, next one. What do I do when my boyfriend's a bad texter? My boyfriend and I aren't seeing each other in person because of COVID, and even though we call him FaceTime, being busy with school and other commitments has made even that difficult. I try to text him, but he usually takes hours or days to respond. I sometimes see him online on or on other apps when he hasn't texted back. He also never texts first. I don't mind late responses. Uh, but knowing when, when he has no excuse for it bothers me, I don't want to be difficult or clingy. For context, we're high school juniors and have been together for five months. I feel like there are some people that, like, just genuinely are like this, and they'll admit they're bad texters, and you just kind of be like, okay, how do I want to move forward from here? Because you can't solve the problem. You can't make them a good texter, or probably even, like, make them seem more invested. I feel like what I would want to do is one try to have, like, Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, one, make sure, like, you said, like, you see them on 
like their apps and stuff like are they on them all the time because like I just want to know like how much are they on their phone versus like how often do they respond to your text because if like that matches up then that's fine like I'm totally fine with people like whose texting response time matches up with like their phone time you know mm-hmm. so I would want to know that um otherwise I feel like it might just be like you might get more out of it if you kind of are able to plan some sort of like intentional communication for the day or like however communi- how much but however much communication like <laughs> I'm just like, did she say that he didn't like FaceTiming, or am I making that up? They just said, like, it's been harder with school to set up FaceTimes. Because, like, I'm kinda like, I feel like, ideally, you do want to just be, like, not necessarily having, like, a strict conversation, but, like, you want to be talking back and forth, kind of, throughout the day. I would just imagine that if I was dating someone, they would want to communicate with me at some point. <laughs> but maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, the far that, or, I don't mind, like, the hours to respond, but, like, days to respond, I'd be, like, step one, where are you? Make sure you've voiced your concern, and that you've voiced that you yeah. would prefer if they would text you back faster or in a reasonable amount of time uh, to make sure, like, you're not feeling ignored. And I feel like you can say that without coming off as clingy. Yeah, I agree. Also, just, like, in response to you saying how it bothers you when you see him on other apps and stuff, and he hasn't responded to your text... I, like, get that because sometimes I do that, too, where I see a text and I'm, like, I don't, like, I'm not ready to, like, respond to that right now, but I would, like, make sure you, like, analyze, like, the type of text you're sending that he, like, hasn't responded to. Like, if it's not a question, then maybe he's, like, it doesn't really matter to, like, get back to her right mm-hmm. away, but if it is a question that can be simply answered, I'd be, like, hello, like, please respond. Or this is probably just, I'm not thinking this is what the problem is, but, like, has anyone been having issues with Yes, just me. Not, like, every single person that I have talked to is having the issue of, like, you have no idea that you got a text, and then somehow you're, like, this person texted me, and it seems like you completely ignored them. Like, my mom's kept, my mom's texts keep doing that to me, and I'll be, like, she hasn't texted me back, and then I look, and she, like, texted me back, like, two minutes after I sent my text. Yeah, I keep, because Megan and I are in a lot of the same text threads anyway, so I'll be, like, God, this person still hasn't responded, and Megan will be, like, they responded literally two minutes after you sent the first text, and I'm, like, what? Yeah. So, make sure it's not happening, but it's probably not, I'm guessing. Otherwise, just uh, follow our other advice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm going to be... These are, like, going to be shorter ones just because these were sent on... Unless you have any longer ones still. I do still. Okay, let's keep going through those then. Okay, someone said, Can you please keep my name private? I need help finding motivation and exercise. I tell myself I should work out after waking up, but somehow I convince myself to do it tomorrow, and the cycle repeats itself. I don't really need to lose weight or anything. I just want to get stronger. I've tried so many different forms of motivation, posters, texts to myself, etc., but none of them work. Can you please give me some advice on how to find motivation? And then someone, or they also said, okay, let me let me rephrase. I need some advice on how to cope with loss of motivation. I think we've talked about this before a little bit where, like, obviously motivation is great to get you started, but, and, like, that's why I think we should help you work on first because I think you have to be motivated first and then discipline is what go, is going to kick in. Um, I would stop, if I were you, setting, like, the example of, like, I have to work out in the morning. And then you wake up and you don't want to work out in the morning. So, like, I'll work out tomorrow morning. Work out. Yeah. Maybe you're a night workout person. Maybe you're an afternoon workout person. Maybe you want to go eat your breakfast first and then relax. That's what I do. Wake up and then go work out. I think that it sounds like, assuming you are living, like, the COVID lifestyle and, like, you kind of have your day to, like, set up however you want. I would start off by waking up and say, I am going to work out today. It's like, just sometime. You say, I don't know when, but just sometime today. And you get up, do the things you want to do when you get up, and then maybe if it's before lunch and you're like, do I want to work out right now? Like, don't necessarily just be like, do I want to work out? And be like, no, I don't. And just, like, keep ignoring yourself. But say, like, could I work out right now? If the answer is yes, 
then go do a workout. It could be anything you want. It could even be a short, okay? Yeah. Like, Any just length anything is fine. to get you started. It could be a walk. Like, make it simple, make it attainable, make it happen. Also, find a form of exercise that's going to make you more, vo- more motivated to want to do it. Do you like dancing? You could find, like, dance workout videos. Do you like strength training? Maybe get a couple dumbbells or use your body weight. Do you like Zumba? Mm-hmm. Do a Zumba. Or if you like listening to audiobooks or podcasts or something, like, if you're watching a show on Netflix, say, I can only start watching that, like, today if I watch it first when I'm working out. Like, 12, 3.30, that's been everywhere, and a lot of people seem to like it. So, it kind of, like, I think it really just depends on what is going to be something you want to do. And it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. It's just, like, in that moment. Sometimes when I feel the absolute, like, lowest form of motivation, but I, like, know I'm at least going to do something to move my body... I like to revert to yoga mm-hmm. because I'll do something that's, you know, relaxing. There's different kinds of yoga. Sometimes I'll do, like, flows, but, like, they kind of low-key yet, like, pretty tricky. A like, can be, like, high intensity. Um, but otherwise, if there's one where I'm, like, I really am just, like, the motivation is so low, I will, like, purposely look up, like, a relaxing yoga mm-hmm. flow, and it's just something. So, you know, just listen to what you want to do and what you're willing to do that day. I also think as, like, a last-ditch effort, because obviously I said, you know, before lunch, like, check in with yourself. If it gets to be, like, set a certain, like, time for yourself of, like, okay, if I have said, like, no to working out so far today, if it's, like, 6 or 7 o'clock, say, okay, it's 6 or 7, I need to work out right now. Drop everything else. Do 10-minute legs. Yeah. Like, like, literally like do a 10-minute workout. Minute, like, anything. I promise the hardest part is getting started. It really is. You have still longer ones? Um, Yes. This is kind of like another exercise one, but I thought it was kind of relatable to us. So someone said, I've done gymnastics all my life and I'm going to have to leave for college soon. I've always been in shape from going to practice all the time, but I won't have that. How do I start implementing going to the gym and getting started with that kind of exercise? It just seems intimidating with all the different weights and machines because I'm so used to exercises using only my body weight. Absolutely relatable. So So, this is probably not applicable to you because Megan and I started... Uh, we thought about that, like, our junior year, and we're like, we should probably start, like, implementing more gym exercises. I feel because... like we kind of just, like, we saw other people, like, also in our grade. Like, there was a really nice gym that opened up when we were in high school that, like, a lot of people then got memberships at, and, like, we just became more interested in, like, also working out at a gym, I feel like. A different gym than that was But expensive. we were like, yeah, that was... <laughs> we didn't was... end up actually working out there for, like, one summer, but anyways, that's besides the point. I think the simplest way to get started with working out at a gym is using free weights because... That's something you can kind of pick up, take to your own corner, and, like, focus on yourself and not worry, like, not worry about anyone looking at you, because I think there's a lot of gym intimidation when you first go, and you're, like, Even everyone's staring no at me. Really paying attention yeah, to what you're doing. that is one thing you should know, is no one is paying attention to you as much as you think they are. I remember me and Sierra, like, at first when we went to the gym, like, we went into the little, like, do-whatever-you-want kind of room, and, like, we had such a, like, specific, we did the same thing every single time we went and worked out, and it was mostly, like, we did a lot of abs, a good amount of legs, and then, like, almost no arms but, at like, all. It's funny, because I can cringe looking back, but, like, I totally understand, like, it had to happen this way, yeah. and, like, we had to progress this way, because that's all we knew, and it's all we, like, knew where to start, and we've just gotten more and more comfortable being in the gym, and that's allowed us to, like, move on to using different machines. And then eventually, like, you start, like, I follow Winnie Simmons, like, she's one of probably, like, one of the only, slash, like, the longest person I've followed who's, like, a fitness person, so, like, obviously she posts more than just what I was doing, so, like, that was kind of, like, what made me more interested in, like, okay, maybe I eventually want to try lifting or using, like, weights that I would see in different videos, and, like, you can explore YouTube as well, and so one time, me and Sierra went to the gym, and we were, like, let's try the leg press. That was, like, the first machine that I remember being, like, we're gonna try this one, 
and we genuinely had to look up a youtube video we about went into how the room. to use we thought it. we'd be able to figure it out like pretty simply by just looking at it and there was a bunch of like you know older guys like that knew what they were doing and i'm not one to ask for help so i was like okay we need to abort mission and get out of here and then we went that's fine. to a different part of the gym we looked up a video on how to use a leg press and then we actually went back we maybe um, i wouldn't be surprised if you know Maybe you wait till next time or something. But um, we went back in, we figured it out, and it's super easy now. So you just kind of have to get over, like, that hurdle. And And the good news is once you figure out how to use, like, one piece of equipment one time, even if there's, like, slight variations at, like, of the equipment that's being used, it's all kind of like, oh, if it's, like, a cable machine, you put the pin in to this weight that you're using. Um, So it's, like, it all kind of starts making more sense the more you start to get comfortable using different equipment. Um... I think that the squat rack is by far, like, the most intimidating thing to use. Yeah, because, especially because it's usually the area of the gym that's, like, intimidating. Yeah, and know? it's, like, lots of guys that are, like, big lifter guys. So, I think going at a time when there's less people helps make it a little bit less intimidating. And then also, look, make sure you look up, like, how to use a squat rack beforehand if you don't and know. And, like, form is, a, like, so much more important than any weight that you're going to put on. Um depending on, like, how much money you have to, like, put towards this, if you feel comfortable, like, hiring a personal trainer to help you get started, mm-hmm. that would be, like, probably really helpful, but again, like, probably only something that some people can do. Um, yeah. Otherwise, just, like, getting some headphones. If you're the type of person who likes to put, a, like, a sweatshirt on and, like, put the hood up to kind of Zone block out. everyone else out, I think the more you can put yourself in, like, your own little world kind of helps you focus on yourself mm-hmm. and stop worrying about what other people could potentially be thinking about. But also just, like, maybe you're not, like, even a big gym person. Maybe you like cycling. Maybe you'd like CrossFit. Like, you know, try stuff out because if you have done gymnastics your whole life and you haven't really been exposed to different styles of working out, you might not know what you're interested in. I agree. Okay, someone would like advice on how to not stress out about online school. <sighs> Isn't this just the question of Some people the love year? it and some people hate it and literally can't figure out how to stay focused, you know, You know, I think I've been in the lucky half of people where I haven't minded it. Same. I've kind of, like, I found my flow with it, been able to study from home relatively easily. I know that's kind of a big issue with everyone who's, like, I don't study from home. Like, that's not my thing. So, I don't really have, like, any advice, really, except for I just, like, like, creating one, a space. You know, as far as stressing out about it, I feel like try to just, like, everyone needs to recognize right now, like, that we are not in an easy situation, and it's not supposed to be easy. Like, otherwise, if it was easy, everyone would be doing online school, and that's not what we do. Most people go in person, learn in person, and unfortunately, a lot of people learn best in person, and a lot of people aren't being, like, aren't able to do that right now. So one, I think, recognize that it's okay to be a little stressed, but how can we try and help you de-stress? De-stress. Um, someone else said, advice on picking a roommate. I'm guessing you're talking about college, because I don't know, like, really what else you'd be talking about post-college, I guess. Um, I don't have really any significant experience with this because Megan and I have been roommates. If I were to look, if I needed to look for a roommate, I would post on my school's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, it kind of is, like, just surface level stuff at first, but, like, what else are you supposed to do? I would say, honestly, like, don't look for someone to be, like, be best friends with. Look for someone that you can live with. So make sure your living habits are similar. If you're a clean person... Make sure you get someone who's also a clean person. If you like to go to bed at a certain time, make sure you don't get, like, get a roommate who stays up at all hours of the night. Because you don't have to, like, be total besties. You just have to be able to be, like, 
we can live together and it makes sense and we work together and yeah. we like each do our part yeah because honestly a lot of times when people live with roommates like that becomes the big issue is like someone not doing their part and that's when mm-hmm. people get annoyed and that's when it feels like all the burden is being placed on one or just a couple of the roommates and like the other people are just like mooching off of everyone else actually like cleaning or taking the trash out or things like that so i would post like most schools i'm pretty sure have facebook pages um ours are like organized by class too and so just post like i see people do all the time they post they do a little bio maybe include a couple pictures looks like a dating app thing yeah but it's like let me know reach out to me if you need a roommate and so i would just do that i see people do it all the time Okay, this isn't from one person specifically, but I'm seeing a lot of people that kind of just want, like, general, like, self-love advice, how to love yourself more, Mm -hmm. how to be more confident in yourself. So, any tips? I stand by this tweet that I saw, (laughs) like, a year ago. Megan and I are just going through our Twitter likes, but it's, like, when when you decide that you're pretty, you just are, or something like that. And I know, like, that's easier said than done, but the more that you give yourself positive affirmations, look yourself in the mirror... Like, when you see, like, yourself and you, like, feel good, like, soak in that moment and say, I look good. Like, look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Take pictures or selfies if you want. Like, you know, just do, like, soak in that moment and realize that, like, you might not always feel like you look your best or whatever. Like, that's how we all feel. Like, you're never going to look your best all the time. But knowing that you have, like, that within you, like, the power to, like, actually like yourself and love yourself. And also just realizing, like, liking yourself goes far beyond just how you look. You have to like who you are as a person. Would you be friends with yourself? Like, especially, I think that you can start with, a lot of people could probably sp- start there and say, do I like who I am as a person? And if you're someone that, like, maybe feeds into negatively talking about yourself, giving yourself, like, negative affirmations, if that's a thing, like, you could probably ad- objectively say, like, that's not, like, a very good person, or, like, I don't like, like that about me. if you treated yourself, like, would you think that the way you treat yourself is how you'd want a friend to treat you? And if the answer is no, then that's why you need to start, like, growing and improving upon yourself. And then by doing that, I feel like start by first get rid of the negative talk. You don't like, have be to a friend to yourself. Add the, you don't have to add the positive talk in yet. Maybe you don't believe in that yet. Maybe it doesn't feel real if you're, like, saying that to yourself, you know? But get rid of the negative self-talk, and then I feel like the positive affirmations will start coming. You'll feel better about yourself. You'll like that you don't speak negatively about yourself anymore. You'll say, like, I like that about myself. I think also Megan and I have talked about, like, just talking to yourself all the time and, like, getting to know yourself because you think you know everything about yourself and, like, you do in a way, but, like, just talking to yourself, like, I love it. Like, like I don't think... shortcut your brain. I feel like you can, you inherently know what you're thinking, you know all your thoughts, you know your opinions, but I feel like sometimes just knowing isn't going to help you get to know yourself better. Like, talk through why you think the way you do, or talk through why you feel the way you do about yourself. Like, like I literally will explain things deep. to myself, and I'm just like, this doesn't really make sense because I'm explaining it to myself, but, like, I feel like it just really helps, and it helps you, like, understand the way you think, and... Yeah. I was going to say something else, but I forgot. I don't know. I just say, try and be nice to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be a good friend to yourself. Try and, you know, obviously like, there is like the physical aspect where you could change things if you want, but I feel like that stuff is all secondary and like you could certainly focus on eating healthier, being more active, like being healthy. Changing your style. You, but, changing like, your hair. I feel like that stuff is all kind of like secondary to like the real root of how you feel about yourself is like from within. Mm-hmm. Alright, this one's a little bit more niche, but I feel like something that we can help out with. Someone said, should I do a six-year DPT program or undergrad and then apply to DPT school? I feel like this depends on, like, if you feel like your odds of getting into, like, the six-year program are good and also, like, this is going to be, like, a pros and cons kind of thing and, like, that's going to be it for up to you to decide, okay? 
if you do the six year, oftentimes I feel like people feel like they have a better chance of getting in, and then like you're shooing to that program, and all you have to do is you're maintain your GPA, like no interview process or anything like that. I love that for the six year. I mean, technically, program. I think they have to do interviews to get into that, but oh, well, yeah, okay, fair enough. But you don't have to do it after later, and then be like, am I going to have to? Am I going to get into grad school or am I going to not know what I'm doing, you know? And then, on the other hand, and if it's a school you like and maybe you, like, are envisioning that that's a school you would have gone to anyways, um... That's also good. That's also great. And, like, you'll be done sooner. Sometimes. I've noticed that I think that with most of those programs, they're usually, like, at smaller schools or at, like, not super large state schools. Do, Do you feel like you're missing out on, like, a typical undergrad college experience? Is that something that is important to you and that matters to you? And, like, are you 100% like, I am doing PT? Because you don't want to have really any doubt if you're going to go into that six-year straight-through program because what if you start and then you're like, I'm just kidding, I don't want to do this. Like, to be honest, a lot of people their freshman year do change their mind. And, like, me and Sierra didn't, so I'm not trying to, like, scare you into thinking, like, you don't know what you're doing. But a lot of people do. A lot so, of people get into their first semester and they're like, this isn't for me. Yeah. And they change their major. So it just depends, I think, a lot on how set you are. Is this a school that you think you'll like going to regardless? Because I think there are a lot of pros to doing that. Like, mm-hmm. that takes out a lot of stress because the application process, not that it wouldn't be stressful for that, but if you don't get into that, you always have, like, okay, I can go to undergrad and still apply for grad school later, and plenty of people do that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Those are all just questions for you to ask yourself, I think. Next thing that someone needs advice on. Um, what do you do when you realize as a student that the career path you are on isn't for you after all? This kind of ties into what you're just everyone. <laughs> I think a lot of people experience this. Because how are you supposed to know what you want to do? A lot of times people just, like, pick what they have seen of a career that you really don't know anything about, and you're like, that seems good. Yeah. This is tricky because I feel like I haven't personally dealt with too much doubt regarding what I'm going to school for, and so, like, this is not going to come from, like, personal experience of, like, this is what I did. But I would maybe look into similar... I don't know if you want to do, like, a complete 180 and do something completely different. Or if you're like, I just don't like this specific route that I'm taking in this field that I tend to enjoy, you know? So, if you want to take a complete 180, look into something completely different from what you're doing. If you don't like specifically what you're doing, like, I think if you're in, like, the advertising, PR, that kind of stuff, um, if you're in... Which one's, like, the numbers have you won? Marketing. Like, if you're in marketing and you're like, I hate math, maybe look into advertising, mm-hmm. you know? Stuff like that. Or, like, there's a lot of times where I feel like people maybe are looking at, like, a specific job and maybe are kind of just, like, not sure about, like, a specific job, but they oftentimes can still probably, like, stay within what their major is because, like, a lot of college majors are going to be pretty general and can probably apply to a lot of different situations. Or, to be honest, like, your college major will not dictate your entire life. Yeah. So, I feel like you should certainly be looking into, like, okay, while I'm getting my degree, and you can change it, obviously, but... Don't just graduate and say, like, I still have no idea what I want to do. Try and look at different careers while you're an undergrad that you could pivot to, but it may not necessarily make you change your major, I feel like. Yeah. There's like, a lot of I'm trying to that... say, if you are almost done with your major and you, like, have an idea of something you want to do and it will not require you to get, like, a very specific degree, I would say finish out your degree and, like, still try and, like, get into the field you want to get into. Even if your major is not you know, exactly what they would expect. Yeah. Like, they're probably not going to be like, we need this person. Otherwise, like, I think that the best thing that people can do if they want to start looking at, like, specific jobs that they might enjoy, um, especially, like, this usually applies to grad school and stuff like that, but do some shadowing. Really try and, like, experience what that person's day is like and pick out, you know, what the 
good things about that day were and what things you didn't enjoy and like is that something that the pro that way the cons and then go from there mm-hmm. all right next one i have is someone wants tips for asking a guy out but they're shy and i have in my head i think that there's only one way that i would quote unquote ask a guy out well i guess like i'm not like afraid of like sliding someone's dms but like i feel like eh if you see someone in person i don't actually like no this only applies to like waiters <laughs> i'm saying to like leave your number on the receipt that's very niche yeah that's what i just kind of realized are you into a waiter is that who you're interested in right now Because has the perfect advice for you isn't that perfect though because yeah like if or there is like, like there's no rejection you have to person. deal with you can people do that too like they'll have their lem- number already like written down you have to like know that it's gonna be them <laughs> yeah how would them. you so that's also niche but i've seen people do that on tiktok i i mean i would personally be like it'd be really, really hard for me to go ask a guy out just, like, in person. Sliding in DMs, easy. And, hey, if you know their Instagram at or, like, their Snapchat, that's, honestly, like, that'd be the most realistic thing that I like, do. Like, you just okay? do a thing where you, like, send a message and you, like, throw your phone and you're, like, it's done, it's sent, like, but then you wait and, like, obviously you could still face rejection, but, like, at least you did it, so. Yeah. But, like, the receipt is perfect because if they don't respond, like, it could be a million reasons they didn't respond. Maybe they have a girlfriend. Maybe, uh, they didn't see it yeah they crumpled it up and threw it away so you'll never know that they actually just rejected you or they respond and you're like look at me go oh i saw someone that like worked at uh baskin robbins and like she knew that he was probably going to be coming in and he like went in with his is it a customer yeah oh (laughs) and so she made like a she like got a i think he must come in and usually like get cotton candy or something or maybe she just like weird cotton candy ice cream (laughs) Oh. Um, and so she, like, had prepared it and then put, like, a piece of paper on the lid with, like, her number on it. And <laughs> actually, like, I swear her TikTok made it sound like they weren't getting that, but she was just like, I have this for you. Oh, my God. That'd be and embarrassing. Then, um, um, I already made this for you, so take it. But he uh, responded, and I know that they did schedule a date, but it's been so long ago, I don't know how it went. Huh. Um, what else What could they do? do if it was just, like, someone, like, you'd have to... If you like, don't honestly, want to do it, okay. I will say, I always see, because, like, I'm in the TikTok comment section, I know that most guys are going to be very pleased if a girl were to just come yeah, up to them, I've say, hey, you're cute, like, do you have a girlfriend, or, like, can I have your number? So, like, that probably would be perfectly fine to do. It's just, like, would I have the to The rejection would hurt a little bit if they were, like, no. But it's kind of, like... I mean? But you live and you learn. Life like, is a wild ride. You either try or you don't, so it is kind yeah. of a situation where if you really just felt super strongly for some reason towards, I mean, I think you've never met this person before, so I don't know the situation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Um, I just think I that, like, if you have, through social media is kind of, like, the easiest way to do if it. If she's asking advice for, like, a specific person, she's like, how should I ask a guy out? I'm assuming she has a guy in mind, and it's not just a, a random stranger she's okay. seeing out about. So, I feel like you Instagram DMs, social media. Slide into the DMs. It's literally the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Okay, this next person would like advice on adulting. They said, I have anxiety about making appointments, talking to adults, etc. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same, honestly. Or, like, okay, our mom was just telling us because we have Sprint and they just, like, we're combined with T-Mobile now. And when we are hanging out, she, she was told like, us that and I was like, go. I'm not doing that. She was like, so you guys could go, like, get your SIM card switched out or actually, like, it'll be cheaper if you guys go get, like, the new phone because, I don't know, there's a long-winded explanation for that. And so she was like, so yeah, like, just feel free to go do that whenever. It shouldn't be a problem. And I'm just like... 
I don't even know where to begin to do that. And I could have asked my mom how to go about doing that, but I didn't. I've had so many, <laughs> yeah, I've had so many, like, uh, credit card issues, just, like, not so much recently, but, like, within the past few years, that I've had to call Wells Fargo so many times, and I'm just like, oh my god, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it every time I have to do it. Or making a student health appointment. Yeah. I have to, like, build up the courage to, like, freaking do that. I remember, honestly, one of the worst things was setting up, when we first moved into an apartment, setting up water, internet, cable. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. All of that. And I, I don't know how like, to speak about this what? language. It was just like, it's your responsibility. You're the only one that's supposed to be doing it. It's, you know, no one else's job. And I'm just like, I hate this so much. What age do you get to when you're finally okay doing that? Because there has to be an age. a personality trait. No, but I feel like most parents, like, I feel like, like they just find doing it. For, like, Can you think of a parent who's like, oh, I don't want to call for my kid's appointment? No, you're right. If, I don't know, maybe. Maybe it gets to be when all those people are around your age, like 30 or something. Where it's like not everyone's your age, obviously, but I'm still like everyone's comes, still older than me. It comes with experience, and there's so many things that like I and avoid I know there are people my age doing. who have no issue doing this. It's yeah. also a personality thing too. But. So, but I feel like we've gotten better, and honestly, like the more I do it, the more I realize like how much things aren't that big of a deal, mm-hmm. and like it's more so just like a me thing that I must continue to like recognize. Like I'm not gonna like this, I'm gonna hate it, but like I can do it, do it anyways. I do think just don't through. don't have someone else do it. Yeah, like even if you have to push facing, off a little bit. But still, like, you have to make sure you do it. Because Meg and I, that's another thing we did. We had to, like, try and get our car figured out. We still, like, had someone else do it. We didn't call it, like, I, w- I don't know. Whatever. Okay, no, we were trying to do it on our own. Okay. This is where <laughs> that's we why I improved. backtracked. We could have improved, but, so our car was having, like, some issues, and we were going to get it fixed in Iowa City, and we were like, it's our car, we'll get it figured out. And so we were looking at places, I found one that had a good review thing, and me and Sierra were, like, fighting over who should call, that's the joys of sharing a car and we were just like well why should i call you can call and sierra would be like well, well the other issue I, I feel like i would have been more willing to call but like i was so intimidated to call a car place and like try and tell them what my problem was yeah so i was just like i don't know if i like i get so nervous that when i'm calling so someone i'm not gonna have all the information i, I don't found, need i'll just like hang up <laughs> i found a compromise i thought and i was like this their website had a like fill in text type thing and they'll call you back or text you back with like information on, like, an appointment time, and I was, like, that'd be great, and so I did that, never heard from him, so that was what I got, and then we ended up having our grandpa fix it, or, like, figure out how to fix it. He's just our car guy. Yeah. Anyway, so don't let anyone else call. Make sure you call yourself, and sometimes you, like, schedule it in your day and be, like, I'm calling at this time, and, like, I'm gonna lock myself in my room for, like, five minutes. That's what I do. When right, I'm like, I don't like anyone else listening to me for some reason. Like, I go to my room, lock myself in for five minutes. That's usually, like, how long these freaking take anyways. And then just reward yourself after. <laughs> you feel so much lighter once you Yeah, you done. do. Like, you're like, oh my god, I'm unstoppable. Okay. And then you don't want to do it again next time. <laughs> okay. All right. Next one is, when is the right time to ask your partner to move in with you and how do you bring it up? This is rich coming from ourselves, Us. but... Uh, I feel like we can answer, give our two cents on kind of what we would think. I can talk about how I would approach it. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like my opinion would be any less valid. Yeah. I feel like if I'm in a serious relationship where I can tell it's long-term, because I feel like first that's that's a feeling. Yeah. I also feel like there should be, like, I would, I imagine I'd feel most comfortable having at least stay with that person for a year, probably. That's what I'm thinking. Um, if you have the time to, like, have I also think it depends on, like, I'm saying a year after you're both out of school. Like, I guess you're both out of school and you've been dating for a year of time. Then, like, you can move in together. If you're in school, then I'd be like, don't worry about moving in together. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just me. 
I agree with that. I feel like I... Otherwise, just to, like, if you were dating, like, throughout school, I would say you could move in, like, right away after graduation. Yeah. Um, I'm someone that, like, I am perfectly comfortable and, like, see myself most likely moving in with my significant other before getting married, so mm-hmm. that's how I'm going to approach this. Um, I feel like there's a point in time where you know, like, I would do that if I, like, saw myself marrying that person, okay? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to waste my time being, like, this Like, I think you, if like, you plan on good. getting married to them, you have to have talked about marriage yeah. before asking if you want to move in together. And then That's my opinion. probably, like, have shared, like, what their thoughts on are, what their thoughts on moving in together before marriage are. Like, you have to figure yeah. that out first. Um, otherwise, I'd say a good time to bring it up would be, like, hey, uh, my, my lease is, is ending yeah. in July, and your lease is ending in July. What are we going to do about that? I feel like that's, like, the most natural time yeah. to bring it up like once you have to start thinking about like you're like your next should i renew my lease or do you think we should place? uh get a place um if you're not leasing that might be not like reasonable. imagine like if they're both like let's say they're both like living and with parents. like yeah with their parents or something and they're not paying rent hmm again i'd say i would say day to year but that's just my opinion and i don't know i feel like it's just something you have to like bring up yeah like, like if like, you talk about marriage you in a conversation is. which like i feel like you would have at that point I feel like you can talk about, like, when you see yourself moving in together. Maybe don't say, like, should we move in together right now? But, like, at least start talking about what their opinions are, and that'll help you come to the conclusion on what would be right for both of you. And if you get, like, more of an affirmative response, being like, yeah, like, I could see that, then I think that's kind of the green light to, like, bring that up more in conversation and try and get more of a game plan of when that might happen, and then eventually when you know it'll happen, you can start actually planning out where you'd yeah. move in together. Okay. This is going to be the last one we're going to do for today's episode. So someone wants advice on how to deal with people who make excuses about not being able to hang out because of COVID, but then you see them hanging out with others instead. I will say I do not recommend hanging out right now, but... At least, like, there's good ways to go about it, and there's bad ways to go about it. Yeah. Just in general. I just wanted to preface that and answer with this, and then I will just answer the general question of, you see someone hang out with someone else, but they say they can't hang out with you. Yeah. Um... I would maybe, like, in a subtle way, just, like, say, hey, like, you seem really busy. Like, can I kind of get, like, a rundown of your schedule this week so we can figure out time to hang out? I feel like it's, you have to, like, kind of walk a fine line of, like, kind of wanting to be more affirmative to make sure you you actually hang out if that's what you want. But you also kind of, you don't want to hang out with someone if you don't think they want to hang out with you. Of course, like, you want to hope they want to hang out with you, but sometimes you just can't really read people that well. And, like... I said I wouldn't be like, well, I saw you hang out with them, so, like, why can't you hang out with me? Because, like, no one wants to hang out with that person. It's yeah. like, well, now I don't want to hang out with you. So, I think they the schedule thing is... probably going to be like, that's none of your business. Yeah. I think the schedule thing is the best idea, just so, like, that way you have their schedule beforehand. You say, okay, like, you don't have anything coming up. Monday at 3 o'clock, let's hang out then for an hour or something. And then, if that, if, like, at that point, if they start being flaky, then, like, you know it's probably, a them problem and yeah. not a you problem. And they probably don't want to hang out with you. Which is, you know, probably a hard, pill, a hard pill to swallow, but you shouldn't want to hang out with someone who doesn't want to hang out with you either. Yeah. Okay. That is all of our um, advice for today's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you haven't, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And you can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We haven't gotten one in a while, so we'd like to read some more. Um, otherwise, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.